Today's episode is brought to you by Pale Horse Media Co. Head on over to www.palehorsemedia.co for more of your favorite shows, books, and merch. I have two brand new releases for you over at Pale Horse Media Co. The first one, In His Name, My First Dive Into Fiction. It is just a fun, cool thriller if you're into that kind of sort of thing. And and we have the second expanded edition of the original, of the OG Safety Sucks, the bullshit and the safety profession they don't tell you about. I go through, I expand on some thoughts, add some bonus material, reflect on some of the chapters. So if either of those sound like things you should be interested in, again head over to www.palehorsemedia.co CO or find them on your Amazon marketplace. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for all of your support of the books of the podcast of the merch store of everything. It truly means the world to us. This, this, this show is brought to you by safety FM. The hop nerd podcast is brought to you by hop university. At Hop University, we cut the bullshit out of human and organizational performance training. We were born out of necessity. We hear it all the time. Human and organizational performance courses are expensive and hard to find. Safety classes put me to sleep. Help. So we did. We offer on-demand, high-quality online courses in human and organizational performance, safety, and leadership, all led by seasoned safety and hot practitioners. No need to schedule time for that conference, no need to track down the latest guru, and no stuffy classroom required. Join us today at hopuniversity.org. That's H-O-P university.org. It is Sam Goodman, the Hop Nerd, bringing you another episode of the Hop Nerd Podcast. Before we get too far into this thing, do me a favor, head over to the website, www.thehopnerd.com. Follow along on all things social media at the Hop Nerd, except for Twitter, because it is super duper special. It is the Hop Nerd One. Slide into the DMs, shoot me an email, sam at thehopnerd.com or thehopnerd at gmail.com. I've got a pretty cool episode for you today. We have got Mike Zell from Yellowbird coming on and talking to us about Yellowbird. It's kind of cool. We're talking about better ways to help organizations find safety professionals. I think it's kind of cool. I thought it was really neat when we when we first uh, when I first had the opportunity to kind of see Yellowbird and see what they kind of do because for the longest time. I struggled there too, right? I, I grew up in this field and I grew up in as a safety manager, you know, trying to find safety folks. And that's hard, especially for smaller organizations uh, and especially at a price point that makes sense. So here's me and Mike talking about all things Yellowbird and some other stuff too. It's kind of fun. Here you go. Hi there. I'm, uh, I'm Michael Zhao. I'm the founder of Yellowbird and a uh, environmental health and safety on-demand company that 
thank you for uh, thank you for having me. No, I appreciate having you on. I, I think it's really neat. Um, I've got to say too. I mean, before we dive into into this, what is Yellowbird question? I see you guys everywhere right now, which is kind of cool. Like I'm I'm kind of in a lot of places, right? And so whatever you guys are doing marketing wise is working. I, I can definitely definitely say <laughs> I see Yellowbird like everywhere. So with that being said, we know it's on demand, all that kind of stuff. Just dive into a little bit about about how that works. What what does that look like? And, and how did you come up with Yellowbird? Let me ask that. I don't know if anybody's asking uh, that. Great, great questions. Okay, so first, thank you for the comment on you're seeing us everywhere. We're, we're trying. We're trying. We're a, we're a startup here in Phoenix. Um, the idea of Yellowbird actually was my, my little brainchild um, about a year ago, um, a little less than a year ago. And I was in the back of an Uber. Um, and the gentleman that was driving me was a very, very articulate um, Hispanic gentleman who's from um, Chile. And he is a a former colonel in the Chilean Air Force, of which I'm like, what? Excuse me? Um, And he said, um, I asked him a story. It's 5.30 in the morning, extremely professional, gets out of the car, shakes my hand, uh, puts a bottle of water in my hand, takes my bag. I mean, I'm like, wow, I'm very impressed by this guy. So I had to ask him his story. And he went from being a colonel in the Chilean Air Force to driving an Uber at 5.30 in the morning. And I, I had to ask him why. And yeah. nothing, nothing against Uber, but somebody of his caliber, uh, I said, why, why are you driving for Uber? And he said, I retired and I was sitting on a couch. And um, I was bored and I didn't really have anything to do. And I didn't want to get another job. Um, and so I figured I'd make myself useful and go drive for Uber. And he was wow. very methodical about it. And so I started thinking, you know, in the world I live in, there are so many professionals, trained professionals that are looking for side work at a consulting level. Um, And that's where the idea of Yellowbird, before Yellowbird was Yellowbird. (laughs) That's, that's, That's really interesting because... You know, it's it's we were kind of chatting a little bit before we started. That's that's something that's that's probably been missing for a long time, right? It's, at least in the safety professional space, um, there's is that kind of bridge between, you know, somebody that's looking for safety professionals and the practitioners themselves. So I think that's a really interesting thing. Um, so I've got I've got to ask the Yellowbird, right? Because so, I think it's super cool. I I, I, I nerd out on this stuff, yeah. and I, you know, I'm, I'm pointing at your logo because it's it's up on the screen, which is super cool <laughs> too, you know. And I nerd out because it's such a it's such a pretty logo too. So how did you come up with Yellowbird? I wish I could take the credit for it. I, um, so we went through an uh, uh, accelerator here in Phoenix uh, called Coplex. Mm-hmm. Um, the original name was Zip EHS. Uh, zip for fast EHS, as we all know, is EHS. Right. Um, so they we went through an exercise, really fun, by the way. If anybody ever uh has ever done a branding exercise with a professional firm, um, they do everything like you know, what they bring out all these words and they ask you to pick certain words that you think the company wants to recognize and be rese- resemble, and what kind of uh feeling do you want? And, I kept going back to, you know, I want freedom for people. I want somebody to be able to, who's a professional, to be able to pick up a gig. And I want them to be able to, you know, kind of find their way. Um, you know, it's in safety. So like, okay, what colors represent safety? I'm like, well, you got orange, you got red, you've got yellow, you've got, so we kind of went through those and um, it came up, you know, what kind of animals do you think represents you as a person? Um, being Michael, because it was my baby and, 
you know, and then, you know, just in general, I said, well, you know, these folks are really educated. They're, they're really smart. And, and right. we're, our industry are very, you know, scholastically. So like maybe an owl, like a bird or like a, you know, maybe a wolf, um, something to that effect. And so we went through all these and they came up with a bunch of words, including checking the names available, available. And, right. um, and, uh, my 10 year old daughter, actually, when I said yellow bird, she goes, Ooh, I like that. And, uh, she really took to it. And, um, Josie just, she just kept going back to it. And then I started thinking of the, you know, the, the name, I was the last one to buy into it. Candidly. Um, yeah. Everybody, my wife loved it. My son loved it. Uh, other, other people loved it. I was like, I'm not so sure. Um, and now it's, it's great. <laughs> that's awesome. That's, that's, that's such an interesting, uh, interesting story how that came to be because, uh, especially for our folks out there, that's, you know, that might not have, uh, have line of sight to how some of that stuff gets developed. That's a really interesting, interesting take. Isn't it cool though, when you have those folks that are around you, because I, I reference we a lot. And when I reference we, it ends up being me and my family. My team is my family, right? That doesn't, doesn't extend any farther than that. <laughs> but they'll see, they'll see the stuff and go, Oh no, that's good. And I'm like, no, 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 it's not. And it just takes you a second <laughs> to listen to their to their honesty right and they're the first ones to tell me too they're like no 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 that's crap don't uh-huh. <laughs> my uh, my five-year-old she's the fastest she's she's the gauge uh-huh. right? if, I, if i'm like this or this and i'll go with whatever she picks i mean that's oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so that's that's really interesting. So, um, give us a little bit of background on yourself. How did you find yourself in the in the safety space? Um, so, I am a techie weenie. Um, I started in technology when I was 16 years old, um, selling computer systems. Um, I'm uh, coming up on 45 here, so it's been a it's been a year or two. Um, I was uh, I was offered a position in my high school days of, uh, of selling computers when I was actually working at a movie theater and uh, did really well with it. Um, I always kind of had a good uh, good aptitude towards towards uh, computers and technology. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, still do. Still love it. Um, and the, what I didn't like is getting away from the human touch piece. Um, I was in fiber optics for years. Um, was actually part of the foundation of the internet um, back in 95, 96 in Southern California. It was a, a very exciting time. Uh, did really well. Uh, I was very fortunate. Right time, right place, worked hard. Uh, best thing that came out of that company was actually I met my wife there. Um, so uh, <laughs> that, that, that's, a, that's a pretty good outcome. <laughs> it's a pretty good outcome. Yeah, yeah. Pretty good outcome. I mean, uh, for everything that I was fortunate enough to achieve at that place, yeah. uh, Getting her to to go on a date with me was probably uh, that's was awesome. On the top, so we um I should say what is the top um so <laughs> if I want to if I want to go home <laughs> so um I got into satellite communications after fiber and and if you know anything about satellite it's for things that are off the beaten path generally so you can think about it um I, again I was successful in business in general and technology in general and you start focusing on gaps in the marketplace and technology was really coming on strong into high hazard environments. So you think of mines, you think of oil and gas drilling sites, you think of agriculture sites, rock quarries, um, places that have, you know, a lot of injuries, a lot of deaths, a lot of, uh, unfortunately, you know, these are, these are high risk environments for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, power plants that are off the beaten path, things like that. And so, 
satellite is their lifeline. Um, it's the, how do I call 911 if somebody gets injured? You know, that's one of the continuity plans, numero uno, right? Yeah. Um, it's also what will get you shut down the fastest if you are yeah. operating with a lot of people and you can't call help, call for help. Yeah. You don't have a plan. Um, and so I, over time, became more and more passionate about EHS and, and kind of what it means uh, to people. And, you know, it, it doesn't seem to mean a lot until somebody actually needs to, until somebody's hurt. You know, if you've seen somebody hurt, and I think we all in this industry have, have had exposure to that. And so that's kind of where I've migrated my, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a human person. I, I, I like human beings. I like stories. I like to be able to know I make a difference. So that's, that's the story. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. And I, I love to ask people that because it's so interesting uh, how we, we find ourselves kind of in, especially in this space, in, in this, in the safety space, everyone that I ask has got this interesting kind of long and winding road that has kind of led them into safety at some point. Uh, I mean, if you look early on in my background, there's nothing that says that I would be in, in, in occupational safety and health, human organizational performance early on. And then once I'm right. there, I'm like, Oh, all that makes total sense now. Right. <laughs> It all kind of comes together to create that, right? So yes. I, I think, yeah, I, I love I love having folks share those stories, um, just because you know I think it's interesting because you know for the for the, a long time um, safety has been kind of stagnant in how we select safety professionals, mm-hmm. and I think in this kind of modern safety space, we're challenging some of that, which is good. I think that's a really good thing. Um, so with, with Yellowbird, how do you go through and actually find your safety folks? Because that's going to be a big challenge for, for most organizations, right? Is, is where do you actually get your safety folks from? You know, um, we are, here, I'm going to answer, hold on once. Yep. Sorry, I just created an edit for you. No, I you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> Dog had to leave the room. Um, so <laughs> I've got I've got one I've got one laying on my feet right now, so it's good. I understand. <laughs> so um, you know, it's it's not as difficult as one would seem because it's an ecosystem. Um, you know, the best part about this industry is everybody seems to know everybody in some way, shape, or form, and is connected. Whether it be through ASSP, whether it be through um, AIHA or any of the associations or even through um, just conferences and word of mouth and things like that. So, you know, once you're in the ecosystem, it's not that not overly difficult. Um, You know, obviously because folks get their degrees and which is what I love about this, there are people who are studying this, this, this um, vocation. Um, It's not just, you know, a clipboard and a, clipboard and a hard hat and all of a sudden you're the safety manager, although that does happen, unfortunately. Right, right. right. Um, You know, for people to be a professional, they have Mm -hmm. gone through work and because of that, um, you can market to them. As much as I hate to say, this is a business and so we need to market to them. We need to create awareness of what we're doing and, you know, my whole goal, and I say this on every orientation, I I personally do an orientation for everybody on the platform, Mm -hmm. um, which we're coming up on 400 people. Um, yeah, we're growing very, very quickly. Um, yeah, but I say, you know, I'm here to serve them. I'm not here to serve the business. Um, and people think I I am, but I'm here to serve the professional. Um, because if I take care of the professional and I right fit them with an opportunity, 
then I'm serving their needs and I'm serving the company needs. Yeah. So, um, and that, go ahead. And, and that, that seemed, that seemed vitally important, right? Is, is fitting the right professional with the right organization. So there's got to uh-huh. be some pretty thorough thought process in that, right? Because uh, we've, as safety professionals, we've all either been there or observed that where either we were put into the wrong position, uh-huh. right? Because it, it, right, we, we, you know, not all safety professionals are, are the experts of all things, right? I think, I think right. that's a really, that's a really good thing that we're starting to challenge in our profession. For a long time, we kind of had this uh, know-it-all kind of safety thought process that the safety practitioner is supposed to know everything. And clearly, sure. we're just like everyone else. We have specialties, right? We, we, sure. we have what we're good at. So that's got to be something that you guys put a lot of thought into is how do you, how do you pair that, that professional with the right organization? That is a man. I tell you, you're you're making this easy for me. <laughs> I mean, no, but in, in all honesty, I mean, that's that is the vision. So, if you want to think of what makes Yellowbird special and why are we going to be successful, it's the onboarding process. It is actually getting to know the professional, what they like, what they don't like, what they're certified to do, what they right. are really great at. Yeah. And then finding opportunities in a, in a sharpshooter environment instead of a generalist. So yeah. like as an example, um, if you have somebody who is a hazardous materials a containment specialist and, they, and they're used to working with, you know, spill pallets and drums and, and working in, in um, you know, hazardous, and, you know, ha- they're a HAZWOPER certified person as an example. That person may not be needed full time for a gig. So when you so when you hire somebody and you happen to have some chemicals on your at your sites, that person may or may not the person who's responsible full time day in and day out may not be the best person to give right, you the right. optimal plan. Right. So my goal is is that when when the person internal says, "Yeah, we need a spill plan for how we're going to deal with this," and if something happens, what do we do? What's our cleanup plan? All this stuff. Um, that person's going to either do their research for hours and hours and hours and take their eye off the rest of the balls, which they have a lot of, yeah. or they're going to say, let's go on Yellowbird. Let's find somebody to come in here for two days and come up with a good plan. And that person could, you know, that person could do very well in that consulting gig and the company benefits. So that's the match. That's the, that's the beauty of, of what we're trying yeah. to do. Well, that's so cool, especially for me, because it, it lets you drive people towards expertise. Yes. And that's, that's so important, right? Because um, again, we've growing up in safety. I've, I've spent the vast majority of my career in safety at this point. Um, you find yourself in those jobs where it's no, you're it. Right. Yeah. So just yeah. to have that lifeline uh, to right. help push towards expertise is, it seems super benefit. It's not seems it is. It's super beneficial um, just because most of the time, these safety managers, these safety practitioners, these safety generalists, they find themselves uh, at a facility or at a location or in a company and they're it. Yeah. They're it. They're oh, they're yeah. the safety department. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So to you know, it's kind of lone wolf safety. Um, I, I grew up in the contract space, so for sure, I had a massive corporate structure that I'd mm-hmm. never seen. Like <laughs> there was like a hundred other safety people that I'd I'd never met, right? Sure. Never talked to, uh, yeah. and I was off in the middle of nowhere doing safety at one of those one of those power plants we were just talking about needing needing communications, right? right? right. And I'm going okay what do I do here? This isn't my specialty, right? right. It's exactly what you said. It's, it's okay. I'm going to go home and I'm going to sit behind the computer and research <laughs> for right. hours. Yeah. So just the, the ability to have that almost phone a friend, right? To say, yeah. Hey, we need some help. Let's call up Yellowbird and let's, let's get some help. 
So uh, when you go through that, what's, what's that like? Uh, I, I know you're really focused on the professional experience and that's awesome. I, I love that, that you're focusing on the safety professional uh, because uh, that's something I've been ranting about for a long time is, is industry in general hasn't taken a really good job of our, or taking done a good job of taking care of our safety professionals. Yeah, um, I, I agree. We, we ended, that's why we end up with so many of them burned out and leaving and great, great, amazing professionals going and doing other things because they're right. like, I'm not doing yeah. that anymore. But um to kind of get off of that one for a second, how, what's that like on the, uh, on the, the person calling you? How's that experience? Yeah. What's that experience like for them? So, and, and we're, we're what you call a two-sided marketplace um, from a technical perspective. And, you know, if you think of Uber or Grubhub or even Amazon, I mean, they're all marketplaces. And so what you're doing is you're matching in Amazon's world. The, the consumer is typing in, I need uh, a microphone for my podcast. And then on the supply side, a bunch of microphones come up. And then right. and Amazon is a two-sided marketplace that's matching. That's basically what we are. We're a company, um, and I'll use, uh, um, I'll use um, a manufacturer as an example. Um, um, the person responsible for safety at the manufacturing site, and let's just hope it's a safety manager or a director, and sometimes it's just the superintendent or the, yeah. the GM. Somebody. Somebody or somebody who who pulled the short stick, uh, yeah, you know. Yeah. It's your turn. It's your turn. Yep. So so for for that person, they'll go on to Yellowbird and they will say, "I need a." Um, hopefully, they know what they need, and they may not know what they need, of which they can call us or they can type in um, what they think they need. Generally, there's an idea. Uh, maybe it's we need an OSHA plan or we need a. Uh, slip, trip, and fall plan, or we need a forklift training, whatever it happens to be. So they go onto the site. They say, I'm a company. Um, it's like three or four minutes to register as a company. No money. It doesn't cost them anything. None of this costs anybody anything until there's a transaction, by the way, which is kind of nice. And then we've done that purposely to, to move things along. Yeah. So they, they fill out the form. Um, they say, I need at location X, um, a person, and if they know what they need, maybe they say, I want somebody with an OSHA 30 or a, you know, a 510 or whatever the certs are. If they don't know, they can say, I don't know. Um, and then they give a little description of what they need. And then generally speaking, we match them within um, a couple of hours. Um, it's going to get to the point where it's instantaneous. Um, now we're not there yet. We are still a startup. And so there's some things that are still um, they go into a database and in the back end, we're looking on both sides and we're matching based on the things that are not automated yet. Yeah. Um, but we're getting really close. We should be there in the next two to three months. Wow. Uh, and then That's for, for the drivers, for us, we look at three things. We look at, sh- could they do it themselves internally? If the answer is yes, then what would it take for them to do it internally? Um, does it mean that the person that is capable of doing it has to go to another location, travel, time, all that kind of stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, is it something that, that is right there on location? They're ready to do it. And then the other, the last question and it's the one that we really hear the most is I just want to have another person doing it because my team is tired of hearing me drone on. 
They stopped listening to me years ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's 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 awesome, and I think it's really interesting to hear that because you really are. I mean, you're 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 a connector, right? I mean, you're you're connecting yeah. the people that kind of need to to be linked up, and I find that really interesting, especially as you drive them towards the expertise that they need. And that just seems like a great thing. I mean, that that just seems like an overall great thing to me. It seems like you're benefiting both folks uh, greatly, right? Uh, yes. I, I think it's something that. Uh, that that we we were kind of chatting beforehand, and I have to throw it in here, right? That 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 uh, services like what you provide, you know, you you make safety not suck, and that's a really <laughs> cool that's a really cool thing to me, right? Because I've I've been in that position, um, you know, where I'm trying to bring in like a, like a safety professional, just an extra set of hands for something, right? Like we have yeah. a project going on, I need help so I can actually go home and take a nap at some point, like that's a whole lot harder to do than what it sounds like. And, oh, yeah. uh, and any, any of our safety pros out there listening, that's been in that position of trying to get an extra professional on a site. They know uh-huh. it's a whole lot harder than it sounds. Oh, yeah. uh, so th- the fact that you, that, that you guys are bringing a, a service, a much needed service to the market um, that makes that easier. That sounds kind of cool to me. Yeah. It's the, the I always, I, I also think, you know, as somebody who works all of the time, and the safety professionals generally don't have a lot of depth of roster. It's sad, but it's true because, I mean, we're a highly compensated group and, 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 and rightfully so. You guys, we've all gone through a lot of training and, and education and everything else. And, you know, you make a, a decent wage. Um, the challenge is, is because of that, you don't necessarily have three or four people underneath you. So if you go on vacation, you're not really on vacation. You go and you know take a weekend off. It's always in the back of your head where um, if you had access to resources that you thought were really solid, mm-hmm. um, you might say, you know what, let's bring a Yelberger in here just to be available for us. Yeah. Um, and well, even, even even with that, just because you know so often uh, with stuff like that, just to have the extra set of hands, just to have a little bit of coverage just in case somebody needs something is nice. Because mm-hmm. like you said, I mean. Um, shameless plug. I mean, I wrote an entire book about yeah. about some of the some of the suck that we deal with, and it seems like you guys helped to counter some of that, which is amazing, right? So yeah, <laughs> I think <laughs> I like it. I we like it. I love it. I gotta have more of it. A little less. <laughs> yeah, you you make you make safety not suck. I was I was just I was just sharing that with one of my one of my friends. I'll, I'll pick on him, uh, Jason Maldonado from the Safety Justice League. So oh, yeah. he tunes in and listens to this. He'll hear me every time about that. I shared I shared one of his one of his uh, posts from his website, Relentless Safety, last night, just, just last night, I just seen him like, oh, that's cool. I got to share it. <laughs> uh, and uh, that's what, that's exactly what I, I tagged him. And I said, I, I love you because you make safety not suck. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I'm a fan. For, so for me, you know, I kind of pigeonholed myself when I, when I went down the road of kind of calling myself the hop nerd, um, yeah. which I'm, I'm not backpedaling on that by any means. I'll, I'll stick <laughs> to that. But uh, what I'm a fan of is, is, and what I'm evangel, what I'm a, uh, an evangelist of is just making things better, right. just betterment. Yeah. Um, so anything that makes lives easier, that makes it easier to get to get expertise in the workplace, to get a good safety professional on demand, I think it's awesome. I just think it's cool, and that I nerd out on anything that makes that makes the world a better place to work. You know what I I was thinking? I was talking to a good buddy of mine the other day, and I'm going to go down pontificating a little bit. I hope nope, you don't. You're good. That's what but we I do talking, around here. I was talking to I was talking to a good buddy the other day, and I was saying, you know, what's really cool is what we're doing. You couldn't have done ten years ago. 
You, you really couldn't. It, it, even if the technology was there, there's no way if it wasn't for the Ubers of the world and the Grubhubs and all these things that have kind of demystified the concept of going on an app or going on a website and ordering your professional. As much as I hate to sound like we are commodities, but you, you, you're trying to find the right person for the right job at the right time and as streamlined as you can. And so the only way to do it you're, until now has been through a temporary staffing agency. And, and again, I, I hold no um, uh, animosity towards staffing agencies. I think they've done a wonderful service for a long, long time. But generally speaking, people in staffing do one of two things. They're either unemployed, which there's a lot of people out there that are unemployed right now. And, and the whole way they're using staffing agencies and what other access they can to find great people. But the other piece of it is they're also calling into um, people who are employed and saying, hey, if I had a good opportunity for you, would you, be, you, would you be interested in leaving? You know, you get those phone calls and so forth. I mean, that's basically the headhunters. Yeah. Yeah. That's the two. <laughs> those are the two avenues. Yeah. So in our world, you could have somebody who is gainfully employed, who's happy with what they're doing, maybe has it down pretty well. And maybe they're like, you know what, I could take a Friday afternoon off and or I could take a week off on PTO and go train a small organization on that has no idea how to run a safety program yeah. or here or here in Phoenix when it's 120 degrees. And, um, you know, it's like, I'm going to go on vacation. And while I'm on vacation, um, I'm going to make 10 grand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's yeah. like, okay, wow. Well, there's, and I'm going to go to Flagstaff to do it where it's about 20 degrees cooler. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, that's, yeah, that's, that's so, that's so cool. I, the, yeah. I think there's, we're going down this path now of trying to drag safety out of the dark ages. And yeah. I, I, I say that meaning to pick on our profession a little bit. Yeah. We've, yeah. we've been stagnant for, for a really long time around certain things um, to be the profession that's, that drives towards learning and drives towards trying to make things better. Um, we've kind of ignored our own house a little bit. Yeah. Right. We've we've kind we've kind of we've kind of said, uh, no, 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 no. We've always done it this way. I don't. We don't want to. Oh. We don't want an app that's scary. We don't. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want anything on demand. That's scary. That's scary. We're going to use the staffing agency because that's everything else is scary. So it's really cool to me to see us starting to kind of move past some of those kind of reservations and fears yeah. of change, uh, and especially when it, when we get into that kind of space of staffing agencies. Because what I think is really neat that's different is you guys just focus on safety people. Yes. Right. Yes. And, and I'm not, I'm not trying to scroll you away here or trying to, you know, I don't know what the plans are in the grand scheme. Of things for you. <laughs> but what's, what's, what's hard about using the staffing agencies is that recruiter. And I'm not picking on them either. I think they do a great job for what they provide, but the problem is, is they kind of approach it with this mindset of oh, safety person, anybody can do safety. Let me just grab this person uh, and not really, they don't really understand the knowledge that's needed for a specific gig, right? They don't understand the knowledge that's needed for a specific project. They don't understand what goes into this or goes into that. You know, when, you know, they'll send you somebody that has all that chemical experience, but you need them to be a specialist in rigging. You're like, what did you send me? This person's great if I needed all that other stuff, right? right? Or who did you send me? This person has never had any experience at all, right? And I'm, I'm the last to pick on anybody. I think, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer of, you know, you can either do this job or you can't kind of mentality, but I think that's one thing that's really interesting that's different about you guys is that it's, it's, it's that it's, 
you just focus on us. You focus on safety people. Yes. So that that's the, you guys are, are developing expertise or you have to be in how to find good quality safety people. Right. So, so there's a couple of, um, man, there's a lot to unpack there. That uh, was yeah, I, I that rant was, just FYI kind of. No, no, but no, <laughs> that's good. But there are, there are some agencies, um, and, and we should probably segment it into full-time and part-time because that's a good, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, a full-time, um, placement firm has their place. And it, first of all, everybody has their place. And, but a full-time agency can spend the time and energy and effort to go through their process and vet people. And, and really they, they do, they do a service. If you're looking for a, you know, a, a director of safety, um, Yelbert's not your, your, your place. I mean, it truly, it really isn't for a full-time long-term career vocation. Um, you know, we're not looking to replace the Shirley Parsons of the world that focus purely on EHS or even a Robert Half or, or Aerotech. I mean, these are all big time staffing firms and, and they're good and they're great. Where we really shine is the temporary world, especially the temporary world that's using it as a hook for a full-time commission. Mm-hmm. So it's the, we can place somebody with you for 10 days or whatever it is, whatever your requirement is. They mark up roughly 100% on their hours, by the way, which is crazy. They yeah. have 100% markup wow. on them, billable. Wow. <laughs> but that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, yeah. We do not. Um, but they hook them into, generally speaking, it's a six to nine month contract that if you say this person is awesome and I want to hire them, you have to pay them a commission. And so yeah. that's where I have a little bit of a, of a heartburn. Um, and by the way, my investors, um, which I'm raising money, you know, constantly, we're, mm-hmm. we're all going into our seed round right now. Um, can't be soliciting investment or anything on this call, but, yeah. but, uh, um, my investors always say, well, why don't you charge that, that fee? And I said, well, the reality is, is that it's outrageous. Um, it's not good for the employee. It's not good for the employer and it holds up progress. So our belief is if you're using Yellowbird, and let's use an example of that spilled professional, and you say, I need a, uh, somebody who's a spilled professional, a safety spill person to come in and really kind of get our shop in order over there in this, this warehouse that we have over here. And I'm going to use Yellowbird, I'm going to use them for a month, and they're going to come out here and get all of our ducks in a row. And at the end of the month, they're like, this person was awesome. And we were talking with them, and we'd like to hire them full time. Go do it. No fee. Right. And so my, my thought on that, and again, my investors are like, what the hell, Mike? I mean, you know, that's a, that's a lot of money. You know, you can get six months of their salary, but, and, you know, I mean, that's yeah, big, yeah. big dollar. My thought on it is this. Most Yelber professionals are looking for side gigs. Mm-hmm. Most companies are looking for people short-term to solve a problem. If long-term they use us as a way of try before you buy, well, that's fine. Like, go ahead. Yeah. You know, that's, that doesn't hurt Yellowbird and it helps, it helps everybody else. Well, it, it, it seems, it seems like you're professional. Even if they're picked up by that organization, you're probably going to stay on your platform, right? They're probably still going to be like, okay, got my full-time gig. Now I can go back and consult with people <laughs> where I used to work. <laughs> right? right? What? Maybe. <laughs> you know? so, yeah. Or, or they tell people how they found their job. And, right. Exactly. Yeah, you know, yeah. and we have to, we want to make evangelists for Yellowbird. The reason mm-hmm. you're seeing us everywhere 
is because I, I'm not kidding. People are excited. They're, yeah. they're telling people, Hey, I'm a Yelbert professional. You should, you should try me out, you know, yeah. go on Yelbert and book me, you know? Yeah. It, That's so cool. It's fun. That's so cool. You know, and, and so it's, it's interesting. And, and if this is, if this is a, uh, too sensitive. We can always we can always pause and not go down this path. I like to give that a little bit of a trigger. Well, that's okay. You go whatever path you but, want. But you know, it um, you have to be scaring some people out there right now. There has to be some of that kind of again talking about fear of change in and around this industry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some people don't like a change in their sandbox. So oh. I, I, I know I fight that battle all. The- <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh, I, I get a lot of rocks thrown at me for that, for, for playing in the wrong sandbox. Right. So how's that, how's that going for you guys? I, I know that you're <laughs> widely accepted. I mean, like I said, I see everywhere. I, I, I hear the praises of Yellowbird, but uh, how do you, uh, how do you deal with the, uh, I guess we'll call them haters. I guess that would be the right. No, you know what? I, I won't call them haters. This yeah. is an industry of analytical people. And this is an industry of, I mean, I, I often say that this is like doctors and nurses who hate blood because um, they're, they're character they're caregivers and they, they really do care for people and they, and they, uh, they want to use science to help people and they want to use processes and procedure. I mean, the number one thing that they come after us on, it's the number one issue that I, um, that I hear is one, are you safety people? Like what kind of PhD, what kind of, you know, where, where, are, where's your list of, of, um, of letters behind your name. Yeah. And, um, I do have a couple of those, but the reality is that most of us are tech executives. Um, you know, I, I often say that on Angie's list that Angie can't swing a hammer. She's never had been the, she's not a contractor. She's oh, not yeah. an electrician. Um, but she's, she puts a list together and she has a vetting process. Mm-hmm. What we have to be better at than anybody else is to make sure that our professionals are well vetted. So that means, um, background checks. Um, and, and I'll, I can go down a path without using names on that subject, by the way, I'm happy to, but, um, and, uh, we do, you know, we check that people have the certifications they say, uh, we have, we sh- we think that places like, BCSP and, and AIHA and, um, and other organizations that give certs and, and, um, are part of associations give credibility. Um, if you, if you've gone through that process and you have earned that cert, it's a great thing. So for us, the question that people come back most strongly with is what gives you the ability to assess whether or not this person is a good fit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, as scientific as we are, um, and we try really hard, like we look at their certs, we look at their background, we ask as many press, um, probing questions as we can to build out their profile. We give the pros the ability to actually fill out their own profiles to kind of make sure they're in the best light that they can be to right. pop up in areas that um, we are a two-sided marketplace and we have a feedback loop on both sides, mm-hmm. which means that the pros can can say, um, you know, this group and we try not we don't let slander happen on either side For sure. um, or we'll be very careful about that but this group did not treat me well um or whatever else or i was there for this job and then they wanted me to do this and um we protect them from that perspective we will get involved on that the other side is is that if the per- if the company comes on and gives feedback to us and says well they said they'd be here at two o'clock uh, 9 a.m on on tuesday and they showed up at two o'clock on Wednesday. 
Um, they weren't wearing their PPEs. They had flip flops on and, uh, and dreadlocks, uh, you know, smoking a joint, um, you know, I'll say, well, I've got a place for that guy. He can go over to the Rastafarian shop. Um, right. no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> but what we, we do, the only way we can be successful is if we are better than the way it's currently being done. And that's the only response that I have to the people who say, well, you know, I don't think that you're ever going to be able to compete with, you know, my, my headhunter. Yeah. And I, th- I think there's a, we had chatted a little bit before we started and, you know, I think there's a, there's a really interesting thing that's happening in this profession because I, th- I think that we, we've relied entirely too long and this is just Sam's opinion. So uh, Sam's opinion comes out a lot here. <laughs> that's, that's the great thing about getting a rant for hours behind the microphone. Um, but for a long time, we've, we've relied on all those letters after names, all this and that and the other to try to say what makes a safety person a good safety person. And I'm not, I'm not putting any of that stuff down. It's all great. I think all that stuff is good. Uh, some of the more formal means of education is good. Um, but, you know, I've always been this kind of firm believer in and around safety and health that uh, you need knowledge, you need education for sure. But at the end of the day, you can either do this job or you can't. Right. So I think it's really interesting that you give folks an opportunity to really examine their experience, too, mm-hmm. because that's so huge. That's massive. Uh, because I, I, again, talking about sandboxes and, you know, rock throwing and oh, yeah. uh, all these all these random things. Um, there's a, there's still that class of kind of safety thought leaders out there that are very big into this kind of, I'm the great knower, or you Mm -hmm. have to have certain designations after your name or certain levels of education to be considered, uh, the, oh, great wise one or the shaman or the guru. And I think it's, it's, it's great where we're at just overall as a profession that we're starting to break down some of those barriers and understand that experience matters. It matters a lot in, in the way that you can go out and, and learn things, especially in, in the modern times that we find ourselves in. Um, some of the best education is not traditional education, right? I mean, I sit there and, and uh, I'm, I'm sure I'm preaching to the choir with you that, you know, if I want to know how to do something, you know, I learned how to do this stuff here from going and learning how to do it, right? I, I don't sit down and go, <laughs> go, to, go to school to learn yeah, how to do it. I, I don't see. I struggle with mm-hmm. I, I struggle with that. And here's the reason why. We're not painters. Sure. And so our ownership in this industry of putting practices in place, of keeping people healthy and safe, right. has to fall on the person that's responsible, as well as all the people who are I- implementing it, right? And, right. and, and, right. and it's re- everybody's responsibility, of course. Right. But right. if you don't have... If you don't have the training, mm-hmm. even if it shows that maybe you slept through, you know, 150 hours of coursework, but if you don't, and, and you're really good at, at guessing on a Scantron, right, right. Oh, well, I don't even know if they have Scantrons anymore, <laughs> <laughs> but you got my point, but yeah, yeah. You know, I struggle because I, I really do value the, I do value the acronym or the, the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the numbers and you know, letters behind people's names. And, but I also know that looking at our, the, you know, the, the greatest generation, our grandparents' generation, that many of them didn't even have uh, much more than a high school education and achieved wonderful and great right. things, but also worked in really dangerous environments. And, right, right. you know, uh, it's such a, it is such a struggle for me. Mm-hmm. I, I do lean on the side of, I want somebody who, if, 
if you're putting a program together or you're helping execute on a program, um, you have to be a lot better than the guy with the degrees if you don't have them. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I, I guess I guess that's where I'm kind of driving towards is it's, it's more of a balance, right? It's it's right. understanding that that there's that there's value in both, I guess, and not not putting down either side because it's yeah. it's kind of that, uh, and not not that there's even sides, uh, but yeah. for so for so long that's been kind of the sole indicator. Uh, wasn't really as much to do with. Um, the lessons that you learn as a professional, because I'll, 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 I'll kind of cut it out this way is that, um, so I have tons of training, right? As yeah. most safety professionals, I have tons and tons oh, yeah. of oh, yeah. stuff. And the way that I approach it is, you know, I, I started kind of in the right spot. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think that's really important for safety professionals as a young safety professional. When I first got into this career, 12, 15 years ago, whatever it is now, um, I started in this position of being a safety tech, right? Like the lowest of the low. They gave me a safety tech one because I, like there wasn't anything below a one, <laughs> thing, you know, and that, that, that whole thing. And I had the opportunity to go through and learn a lot of lessons. Did I go through and have a bunch of training before they, before I ever even had an opportunity to work in the field for sure. Right. For yeah. sure. Um, but all of those kind of lessons that you learn through that experience is so valuable. So I just, I guess where I was going with this, I think it's really interesting that, that you're not just relying on the certifications though. Yes. That, that yes. you're, that you're not just saying, Oh, they, they have a, they have a master's degree in occupational safety health. They're good for everything. Right. I think right. it's interesting that you're, that you're actually asking them what, what, what they like. It sounds like what they enjoy oh, doing yeah. even and what they've actually had actual hands-on experience with, because that's so important. You, you can learn the standards, you can learn how things should be, but actually understanding how to interpret that stuff and how that actually applies and how to uh, create betterment, just as an example, yeah. to drive an organization towards learning or towards different things. I think it's, it's really interesting that you're taking a look at both sides of that coin. So what, so what I think, if I, if I had, a, if I had a, uh, a crystal ball and I looked into the future of what I'd love to have happen, mm-hmm. I would love to get to the whole person matching where, you know, you've told me enough during our very brief discussions that you are a gizmo guy. You like your, you like your microphones and your lights and your cameras and you're, right, you're a tech, right. you, you like right. this, but you work in power plants and in, in other power systems and stations. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe if you were on the platform and I had that information about all your technical interests and all that other stuff, and there was a shop, that needed a site survey that happened to manufacture microphones Um, that somehow our systems had the ability to not only understand, yeah, he's qualified for any manufacturing facility. um, And maybe you weren't, but let's just say this, say you are. Um, But you also have, but you've always been in certain lines Mm -hmm. and now you're like, okay, I'd really like, Maybe we send it, you get a text because Yellowbird communicates electronically in most kinds. We get a text and say, there's an opportunity at this location. Are you interested? Wow, that's cool. And so, you know, you get a text and say, you know, um, XYZ uh, Mike Company in Phoenix, Arizona is looking for a, um, for a uh, safety plan for 2020. Um, are you interested? You know, you text back, yes. Well, maybe it's because on your profile, it said that you were interested in technology and microphones I and mean, whatever it happens yeah. to be. Yeah. So that's my, that's my hope is that we can expose folks to things beyond what their cert says that they are. So I think that's so, that's so important. Yeah. That's so important because for me, I, I think, 
we can all kind of close our eyes and imagine us at our day job, right? And, <laughs> and you kind of think of the stuff. It's like, okay, there's certain things that I just don't like, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> but you do it, right? That's why that's why we get paid to do stuff that we don't like most of the time, oh, yeah. right? But <laughs> <laughs> We'd all much rather be living on the beach somewhere drinking margaritas, right? One of these days. But, yeah. but you know, the to be able to be patched up or, or linked up with something, it's kind of back to that sucking less, right? Yeah. It, sure. I, I even kind of equate it to that, you know, the world being a better place to work. If you can do totally. something that's cool, totally. like, oh, this is neat. Yeah, again, I got to do that, but this is cool, right? Just that little bit of added connection or that little bit of added interest would be huge. Right. And, and you, you know, to, to, to kind of think about that as kind of the future of where you're going is really neat because um, you have to, you know, the, the quality output would just go through the roof too, because you're just into it. Oh yeah. Right. People are going to, you know, as a professional, I could, again, I can close my eyes and imagine those situations where I'm at that facility that I'm like, this is really cool. You just put more into it. You know, you put, not saying that you've ever put out any not so great quality, but you just, you're willing to go the extra little well, bit just because it's be, neat, Let's right? be honest. Let's be honest. When you're, when you hate your job, yeah. you're kind of, you're not a very nice person at times, no, no, you no. know, and, and people pick that up. And so they stop listening to you. And so when you, when you're enjoying what you do, you know, you kind of have a joy in your step. You kind of yeah. are, Hey buddy, you might want to put down that uh, chainsaw and put on some boots, but, yeah. you, but you're doing it in a, you know, yeah, the flip-flops don't quite work. I, I like them. They're cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you're doing it in a cool way instead of it's like, Hey, put that thing down. What are you going to do? You know, yeah. you know, it's, it, it changed yeah. your, you changed your, your tone. It's, it's so funny yeah. because I have kids and as I've mentioned, and um, I can inadvertently use a tone with both of my kids mm-hmm. um, because I have something else on my mind. Um, in fact, the other day, my son's name is Nick, but the other day um, I was, I was in, I was thinking about something else and he was playing with his sister and I'm like, Nicholas, stop it. He's like, <gasps> like, and he like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, dude, it, I, it wasn't that big a deal. I mean, but yeah, I could yeah. see it in his eyes. Like, man, what did you, you accidentally just... shifted into dad voice? Dad voice. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and what it was is I was irritated by something and it came out in my voice. I'm like, that's what happens in the safety world is yeah. that you come across and, you know, you inadvertently, your heart's in the right place, but your tone mm-hmm. just made everybody think you're the safety cop. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and especially in in you know we we kind of went down some of that path, but just talking about some of the the problems that plague the profession in general, you know, uh, you know, burnout is a very real thing. Getting in those those positions where you're kind of stuck and you're kind of you know not so happy those those are real things. I mean, uh, anybody that's out there that's listening that works in this profession knows exactly what I'm talking about. We've all mm-hmm. been in a position where we're where we're just going to pack our crap in a box and go to the car and say, screw this place. I'm out of here. <laughs> you know? And it shouldn't be like that. So I think, I think it's really, I think it's really neat because you're just driving towards better. And I keep, I keep sharing the same message that better is better for right. some reason. Um, for some reason it's taken a while for us to get to this point of betterment, but I think right. it's so neat that it's where we're going. And I love, I just love that. That's, that's the part that's really sticking with me is just kind of the, the matching of folks beyond just skill and just beyond trade and the 
thought process of trying to get there to where you're matching people with things that they genuinely are interested in beyond the profession. And right. I think that's just such a cool idea. And that, because most of the time, you know, we've, we've went along and it's not just safety folks. I know I like to whine and cry because I'm a safety person, but <laughs> it's most careers, right. That yeah. we, you end up, you end up in this position where we say, well, work's supposed to suck, right. That's because okay. it's work and maybe yeah. a little bit, but it should suck a whole lot less. <laughs> if we can make it suck a whole lot less, that's kind of cool. Right. Yeah. It, it's, um, you know, it's funny because our, our motive right now, our, our, our focus at the moment, and it will always be our focus on the, on the professional side, but it is actually the ingestion onto the platform for getting great certified professionals. And so what I'm focused on right now is building a relationship with great accreditation companies, groups like BCSP and groups like AIHA and, and other, and other organizations out there that, that give their certs because I want folks that get those certs to immediately know that they're valuable. And I want people who have those certs when they're going into retirement, really, I still keep the passion of my Chilean uh, air uh, colonel because I think, you know, I want them to stay in the industry just on their own terms. Right. Like if, if you could have, remember the heyday of safety was after in the eighties because OSHA and you know the employee mm-hmm. and the uh, the the uh, employee safety acts all came in in the late seventies, right. and so everybody went into safety in their degrees. Well, a lot of those people are retiring now. Yeah, like they're they're going out of it, right? Yeah. And so, how do we keep them in? Yeah, and I think it's it's that's exactly it because most organizations are seeing that right where they're they're leaving. Um, I, I would I don't know what the number is. I think it'd be really interesting. I have to I have to do some googling once we get uh, once we get done. <laughs> the the amount of safety professionals in particular that are primed to retire has to be massive. Massive. Right? That that massive. number has to be massive. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, there's so many lessons there. And that's a lot of the conversation I have, I have with safety professionals because I, I do a lot of uh, coaching to safety professionals. That's, that's what I, that's a lot of what I do, right. Is I, I coach coaches sometimes, right. That's, that's a little bit of what I do. And that's what, that's my input to a lot of those older folks is you need to share some of your knowledge. Yes. You need to share it with those folks that are coming up. And again, uh, I, I just think it's cool what you guys are doing. It's just neat because it yeah. allows those, it allows that knowledge to be around for longer, which is cool too, you know, so, and, and allowed so to come back I'm on gonna, their terms. It's neat. I'll blow, I'll blow your mind on a, uh-huh. on a quote and it's not my quote and I don't, and eventually I'm going to have to figure out where the heck it came from. Because yeah. I use it and, <laughs> and people, and people love it, but it's, I use, I, I heard this quote somewhere I'm going to be very specific here. Somewhere at some time, I uh, <laughs> I heard this quote, but the, say, the saying is, and I think it's a, a Native American saying that basically when an elder dies, it's like burning a library. Wow. And if you think about that from a retirement perspective, mm-hmm. when the person with the most knowledge, the most experience, the most wisdom, the person who has the most horror stories and everything else mm-hmm. leaves an organization, it's gone. It's yeah. done. And no matter how good they think they've done. So if Yellowbird can keep those people available yeah. and say, Hey, I want, I want Joe to come back in here and train our people once a month and just share stories. Come here and give yeah. a powwow, Joe, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> that would just be- come, come in and come in and have coffee with these folks for an hour. Oh, right. right. Yeah. My, my, dad retired. my dad retired and he was certain he was going to consult. That's what, right. that's what professionals do. 
Yeah. Professionals consult. It's so interesting. And I, I think it's so cool because of the, again, just, just the opportunity for all that that you guys are creating. It's just so neat. Um, and especially in such an easy to use kind of format. That's always been my beef with a lot of the kind of the getting, getting back to what we already talked about this, but getting safe people is just hard. It used to be hard and you guys are making right. it less hard. So you're yeah. in essence, you're making it suck less, right? It's kind of cool, <laughs> but, but, but it's, it's, it's that, I mean, I, I don't mean to get too far down a, a, the wacky rabbit hole here, but it's, uh-huh. it's when, when, uh, especially folks nowadays, uh, start to think about retirement they don't think about not working they just think right. about working on their own terms right, right. so they're, they're thinking about working when they feel like working and not working when they feel like sitting at home so it's it seems like you're you're kind of catering to that too you're you're giving those folks that opportunity to say um yeah i feel like doing something yeah and the, and the other piece sadly enough you know and this is the reality of today's world that we're all living in right now with covid or anything else there are people who are not ready to retire that are being retired Right, there are exactly. people who are unemployed that are very capable of, of serving their communities. Um, you know, I, when we talk about everything being on our own terms, but there are things that are happening right now that are not on our terms. And if we can help people from that perspective too, um, you know, we're not a philanthropic group and I, I don't pretend to be, we're a business, but I, I really think that Yelbert gives access to, for both sides, you know, especially when, if, if the, if the economy has a has a bump in the road and it's you know we're bumping right now the question is how long is that going to be um are people going to be hiring their safety professionals back or are they going to be using temporary labor for yellowbird or otherwise any temporary labor or you know how is that going to how's that going to happen so i'm looking at us as maybe even being able to help from that perspective too for sure well and that's you know again it's back to that you know uh keeping people working as a cool thing, right? Yeah. Especially, especially <laughs> with is. what's going on right now, Give, giving people um, those opportunities. Uh, that's huge. That, 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 that is huge. I mean, especially as we, uh, not to get too far off subject, I would, I would assume that as we continue down this weird and wacky post-apocalyptic path, <laughs> that, <we've promised laughs> that, that things in the economy are probably going to get much worse, right? Before, before it gets much better. Um, and to, to see folks have that opportunity to, to at least have something, say an option, right? To have the option as a safety professional, because I've heard that I've, I've seen that with several folks. I've, uh, like I said, I, I communicate with a ton of different safety people out there all over the globe, and I've I've, I've gotten a few of those those tear jerkers. You know, it's just like, yep, just decided they're not going to have a safety department anymore after this. Right. And I'm going, oh. which is which is absolutely insane. Yeah. I mean, if you think about that, if you think about that statement. Um, uh, I, I can't imagine an organization, um, you know, whether they whether they go to Yellowbird to find professionals or not to help fill the gap. How do you not have a safety department anymore? Right. Right. I mean, that just that those words coming out of somebody's mouth is just nuts. Yeah. But here's the other thing that I will say on during these times. You know, it's been amazing to see how people have leaned into technology Absolutely. and I'm not just talking, and I'm going to take Yelbert away from the subject for, for a moment. I mean, the zooms of the world, our conversation right now, I'm sitting right. at home in my dining room um, with a, with a green screen, having this discussion yeah. with you. And, you know, I can't imagine a community benefiting more from technology than the world has in today's day and age. And from safety perspective, 
there are so many certificates that are being issued right now. People are getting their continuing education. They're going, you know, they're going and studying for their next level of their CSP or whatever it is. Right. They're, I mean, you know, I'm actually, again, I'm, I'm very interested in aligning ourselves. And if anybody's listening, please contact you all over. Um, aligning ourselves with the accreditation groups and the certificate groups, because I would love for, for people to put those certs to work as soon as they get them. Um, it's not like everybody's sitting at home. Everybody's talking like we're sitting at home watching Netflix all day. But right. the reality is there's a lot of people that are advancing themselves during this time. For sure. And I think that's one really interesting part. I, I actually, I've shared this message a couple of times to tell people to, to rest right now, because if a, a lot of folks I talk to, myself included, I've just used it as an excuse to work more. Yeah, <laughs> right? it's like, oh, I just work all the time now. I don't need, I can wake up in the middle of the night and work. I can just, you know, oh, seriously. So. <laughs> no, I agree. It's kind of sad. It's, uh, it is, it's, it's, it hasn't given people the, in fact, everybody's so freaked out that they're, they want to make sure they're showing their value to themselves and their yeah. companies. Yeah. But I think you're right. I don't think enough people are actually, including myself, um, are not taking care of themselves. Yeah. I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm shaking my head. Yeah. Because I mean, I'm sitting here thinking like, it's just, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm here at the, our hop nerd studios here, our little broom closet that we hang out in, but I'm, <laughs> I'm here and I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm not here that much. Well, wait a second. I was here like 18 hours yesterday. <laughs> 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 What else am I going to do? I'm going to hang out and work, right? So, yes, yeah, so I, I might need to take a dose of my own medicine there and actually take a, take a nap at some point. But, you know, I think I think you're right because there's so much. Nothing's ever going to be the same, right? right. So let's let's. I think we just have to throw that out there. Um, is that the world changed, and will we get some of our normal back? Probably. But it's going to be different, right? Things are going to be different. I think, as you said, we've, we've started to lean in to technology. We started to understand. I mean, even with us, that's I've sat right here in the seat and hosted webinars with people around the world, right? Mm-hmm. We just just the other day, we had on uh, some of my some of my uh, uh, safety fam down in uh, Brisbane. Like, I've got a lot of listeners down there, and we we did a uh, we did a webinar with with Dr. Dave Proven and a couple other folks, right. um, all kind of going down this path of safety differently. And we just sit there and had a live Q and A session with like fifty people on a Zoom, and had this yeah. awesome webinar thing, and it was so cool. So I think I think we you know. Uh, instead of as we kind of come on the backside of this, trying to recoil back from it, I think we probably lean into it even harder, wouldn't you say? Yes. So I'm doing a, so I'm working, you know, I have a, a, a co-founder and a, um, our COO, Michelle uh, Tinsley, she's exceptional. And she's an Intel executive who came on board with us and she's awesome. And I spend most of my time, um, you know, again, we're raising money. We're um, doing our C capital rings mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm working with venture capitalists and private equity firms and angel investors and private people and stuff. Yeah. And it's all being done virtually. And that is unheard of. And we're doing right. term sheets. Right. We're doing pitches. I, I've, I've doing a pitch with 60 people in a room where I'm on this Zoom on a cam- this camera talking to 60 people that are in their living rooms. Um, and, uh, you know, they're writing checks and all that good stuff, which is yeah. wonderful and we need it. But how it's happening is what I'm just floored by. It's like, it's wow. Amazing, isn't it? It's amazing. Yeah. 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 And look, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a very people person. I think most of us that are kind of in this space in general, I, you, 
I'm not saying that, that there's not extroverts in our, or introverts in our space, but, but most right. of us are kind of this, we're kind of, we like people, we like connections. And right. it's, it's just, just another tool for connection. And we can, we can link up with people all around the world. I mean, it's just absolutely amazing. And it's been here for a really long time and we've just neglected it. It seems like, right. It's been here for how yeah. long, right? So even, yeah. even with that, you know, like I said, I, I can sit here uh, or stand, I've got my, my actual desk is over there. So. Yep, yep. And, and, and link up with, with folks, link up with other safety professionals. Um, I was, I, I was just chatting with, with somebody, same thing halfway around the world, not too long ago. Uh, just somebody that I, that I coach and kind of mentor along with some safety stuff. And mm-hmm. just like that, it's just instant. Like, Hey, let's, let's link up on video. Let's just hang out and talk for a little bit. Uh, right. It's so cool. And even down to just some of the normal stuff, we forget that this is an amazing thing, right? Oh, it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, this is probably the most amazing thing on our planet, right? The fact Absolutely. that, that I, that I can have somebody say, Hey, listen, I know this is crazy. This wild world that we live in, but I'm going to FaceTime you and show you something. Right. <laughs> right. Who would have thought, right? Who would have thought of a couple months before the, the apocalypse went down here? And I, I say that sarcastically a little bit, but <laughs> before the apocalypse went down, that we would be, that we would be practicing safety through FaceTime or that we'd be practicing right. safety through Zoom. So I, I think it's just a testament that, that we have to continue to lean into this technology because it's valuable. I think, I think in the end of the day, I mean, first of all, everybody says the world will never be the same. The world will never be the same regardless. And so, I mean, and then, and that's just every, every day things are changing, things are evolving. Now they happen more quickly when you have the entire world shut off immediately. <laughs> but, you know, all this technology was there and the value is coming out because people are deciding, okay, how do we adapt now to stay alive as a business and then as a community? Um, you know, and then there are organizations and, and human facing things that, you know, really have to adapt. And, and those are yeah. still being figured out as we speak. Um, and I feel bad for the safety community in general, because especially with some of the things that are coming out right now, um, there's a lot of ownership that's being placed squarely on the shoulders of, um, of people with the, with the safety title that it's, they're not alone. They're not alone in this. This is not a, if you have the safety title, it doesn't mean that you can completely COVID proof your company. Yeah. Um, it means that maybe you can lead the charge or work with the C-suite to figure it out. But I feel bad that they're like, well, it's your responsibility. You figure it out. It's like, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> it's, so. It's, no, exactly. It's so, it's so interesting because it's, it's so valuable just, just leaning into that stuff. And I agree. I, I really, I really like what you said there that the world is never going to be the same anyways. Um, I think it's interesting because we find ourselves um, at least in the grand scheme of things, every day is better than the last. Sure. Right? Every, every day the world is the best it's ever been. Right. And I, I get there's bad stuff that happens. I get all this kind of, kind of crap out there and we have ups and downs. I understand that the, the People, people take me too literally sometimes, <laughs> but you, you get where you get where I'm going with that is everyday sure. things are, things are continually getting better. Um, so yeah. seeing, seeing this, this innovation that may have been forced a little bit, mm-hmm. but if there's, yeah. if there's one silver lining that comes out of this whole thing, it's probably some of that innovation, right? Um, I think some, I think some of that innovation and maybe realizing that, that we might have some rules and I don't want to get too far down into the political right, rabbit right. hole, but maybe some rules and laws that don't, that shouldn't be there. And that's part of it too. And that's, 
you know, yeah. well, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. You're, you're, you're here oh. in the Valley for that. For those that don't realize that we're kind of in the Phoenix area. Um, the, uh, uh, you could, you can go get to go margaritas right now. That's a pretty cool thing. Pretty <laughs> <You> nice. <laughs> I hope that stays after, after this. You know, it's funny. <laughs> so actually a, a shameless plug. Um, so we are, uh, we just hired a general manager in Houston. Um, so we are opening, uh, an official office in Houston. Um, but we are nationwide. Um, we have people in all of our states, every state we have professionals. Um, so there is not a location where you can't get a yogurt professional. Um, and, um, even though we are, both of us are in the Valley. Um, it's, uh, I can't think of a location right now that we couldn't actually serve. So by all means, just because you and I are here, please, uh, look us up wherever you're listening to this yeah. other than out of the country. Cause I don't have anybody out of the country. yet. Uh, <laughs> that was going to be my, so I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to dig too deep there, but is oh, there, is ahead. there, is there a vision of a yellow bird global? That's oh, absolutely. Future? That's cool. cool. Yeah. Um, you know, being part of the safety ecosystem that we all are and kind of knowing, you know, you'd mentioned Australia, Australia, New Zealand um, is very into the safety culture, which is yes. wonderful. They, they're, they're really a tight knit group. I can see that being an area that we open um, and thrive. Yeah. Um, you know, I, oddly enough, I won't say oddly, but I, I wouldn't have expected um, we're getting a lot of uptick in the middle East, um, mm-hmm. a lot of interest in the yep. middle East. And yep. Um, I think that safety standards are not nearly um, as poor as a lot of people think they are, at least from my perception. Not Um, at all. Yeah. Yeah. And, and plus there's, there's a, there's a lot of development going on there. There's a lot of growth. I've got several, I mean, I, more than more than I have fingers and toes to count. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm a redneck. I come from rural Virginia. I can't. I can't do math. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> more than I have fingers and toes to count on. I can think of safety professionals I know that are over there or have been over there because of that. Right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Those, those standards are not poor by, by any means. There's right. a, there's a lot of a lot of going on over there, especially in and around power generation. Oh um, yeah things like that yeah so for sure and yeah that uh i I always have to pick on them i'll give them a massive shout out my my uh my safety fam my hop friends my safety differently friends down in down in brisbane or bris vegas bris vegas and all of our all of our friends down in down in new zealand uh i i I guess I'm not giving too much away, but they're seriously, they're, they're like 30% of our, of our listener group here. Yeah. I love you guys. Again, they're, they're, they're a blast. So we connect with them all the time and they live and breathe this stuff, which is really cool. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's kind of back to some of that community and back to connecting with people all around the world. It'll it's, that's cool because, you know, everybody seems to have some of the same, the same problems. Right. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, uh, again, I, I kind of harp, I kind of harp on a lot of the problems that we, <laughs> that we face in kind of this profession. And I get people from all over kind of, kind of sharing their stories. I'm like, oh, this is so the same as, as, it, as it is in France. Oh, this is so the same as it is, <laughs> as it is over here or down oh, here. And I'm when, going, oh, when everybody's kind of got the same it, beef. You know? Well, yeah. Well, here's the deal it's not, it's the same beef because it's the same problems. And the same mm-hmm. problems is because we're all human. And so, you know, at the end, at the end of the day, that's one of those things that people don't realize is that, you know, when you're dealing in, you know, let's use forklifts as an example. I always use forklifts because everybody around the world uses forklifts and they're still one of the most dangerous pieces of equipment Mm -hmm. that exists. And the laws around forklift safety, which are there for a very good reason, 
um, are there because no matter where you are in the world, um, people have been killed by a forklift. Right. And, it, you know, and right. there's human, human issues. And so human issues have human laws that are created. And how many different ways can you actually write a law? I mean, right. that's why, and, or hate a law in our case. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> No, and it's interesting because it's 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 this community that I think is just super cool. I keep yeah. harping on that and bragging on that. And harping, we're bragging on that for yeah. really the past month about it seems like just because it seems like, especially during these times, this community has come closer together. Yes. Uh, through that technology that we were just talking about, we've, we've started to wake up and realize exactly what you just said, that we're all human and we're all facing the same problems. Totally. And when we can come together, all of us are smarter than just one of us, right? Or all right. of us are just are smarter than just a small group of us. And again, it's 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 cool to see that. Uh, I just I, I love I, I love seeing the world get a little bit smaller. It's kind of cool to see us kind of doing stuff like this. You know, I mean, it's it's amazing. What I want to do from an industry perspective is I want to get away from the rules and regulations and get into the into the business value. Because it's the only way that you'll get companies to continue to invest in the benefit that the business gets through safety. And there are so many of those by, you know, if you look at the metrics of, you know, what it means for quality, what it means for, you know, and as much as I hate to say, it's all driven from the insurance industry, but what risk really means. And, and you know, if somebody gets hurt or somebody, get, God forbid, gets killed, you know, what that means to the business, it's like, Keep investing in this. It, it's it. Trust me, it pays off. There is an ROI on on safety programs. Right, for sure, for sure, and especially as we kind of find ourselves in this in this world of uh, moving kind of beyond more traditional approaches to safety and more into doing safety a little better than what we have in the past. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. Most organizations are waking up to that, right? That that a lot of that bureaucracy and that administrative kind of safety. Um, I, I think how did Dr. Dave Program put it? Um, safety work rather than than the safety of work. Right. right. It's important to get more into the, the actual safety of work rather than focus on safety work. Right. I think it's really interesting to see how we're starting to evolve past a lot of this kind of um, just old style, simply compliance culture and really getting into the, the safety of work. And, and there's a plug for Dr. Dr. Dave Pro and Dr. Ray for their, their, uh, their podcast there, the safety work. If anybody wants to go tune in, if you're a nerd like I am, you'll like that one. <laughs> I like, I like, I like to plug those guys because they have a phenomenal safety podcast too. Uh, so yeah, folks should check them out, but yeah, it's, it's neat. It's neat to see us evolve. Folks might be hearing me on there too at some yeah. point. Yeah, those those folks. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, they're talking about uh, that. That's our Brisbane fam there. That's our Brisbane fam down there. They're uh, they do some cool stuff. Um, but yeah, I think it's so neat to see that it even again gets to a lot of what we're talking about. It's kind of moving beyond just compliance and really getting into the value and uh, to have an organization such as yourselves that can 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 key people into safety professionals that can help guide them towards that value right. is important because I, I think there's a really important piece that it is business, right? We, we still, we still at the end of the day, what, what's our end goal? We still have to talk about what the goal is, right? Well, and that's the thing, the word compliance, if you really, I mean, just the word, I've always hated the word. I don't, yeah. I try very hard not to use the word. Yeah. Um, yeah. Our agency really wanted us to, you know, reinforce that we can help with compliance. And I'm like, no, not the way, not the way Yelbert's going to position ourselves in the marketplace, because I don't need people to comply. I need people to believe and, and, you know, work smart. 
and and do things you know to comply it almost feels as though you're being forced to do something because well it does mean this you're being forced <laughs> to do something because it's the rules mm-hmm. it's like no you don't need to do it because it's the rules you need to do it because it makes sense and there happen to be rules <laughs> you know? well, that, that's exactly it that's exactly it oh you know, and I think a lot of organizations are starting to wake up to that, right? I mean, if it was as simple as just writing rules and complying and everything being fine, oh, life would be so easy, wouldn't it? None of us would, would have jobs. It'd be great. We could, we could be doing more fun stuff, you know? But it's it's getting into that place of what makes sense, right? Understanding how that stuff makes sense and, and how we actually do that stuff and kind of moving beyond, again, I, again, yeah, that word, same. I'm like, every time I say compliance, because I've heard it so much, I'm like, ugh. <laughs> oh, come on yeah and I, I don't i don't demonize compliance i, I don't i don't i mean no, I, I, get, I, I get that i mean i, I, get, I get the it. compliance I, I too. side too I uh, but at the end of the day i i, I don't really care I, I, I guess that's a little harsh but i i really i'm i'm, I'm kind of in the same boat i don't really care about compliance i care about uh what's the right thing to do what makes sense yeah. you know what actually yeah, yeah. What, what actually protects people what gives value uh, because we've even seen that, right? There's there's studies on that. There's information on that out there around uh, what we could call religious compliance, right? Mm-hmm. And all these different things. And if you truly were 100% compliant or 100% following the rules, uh, something would happen. It would be absolutely nothing. Like you wouldn't even leave the house, right? Like you, you, you would be, you'd be stuck, you know, not even be able yeah, to it's, move. It's, le- it's levels of risk, right? right. I mean, that's exactly. The, I yeah. It's, you know, every, everything we do in life has levels of risk, but, uh, yeah, it is really right, cool. well, um, what, how are we doing on time here? No, we're good. I'm good. I'm, we're good. Whenever you're good. Let me, let me ask you this before we wrap up. Let me, let me throw one last thing on you because it's, it's our kind of our famous question. Any Please. final words, any, any, th- any final words, any last words that you would like to share with folks out there? Most, most of our crowd is safety practitioners. We get some leaders, we get some of those folks, but most of the folks that tune in here are those safety folks. They're human performance people. They're yeah. the folks out there doing this stuff in practice. So what, what would you want to share with them? Um, I would ask that if you have something that you would like to share with the business community and make available on Yellowbird, um, I would ask you to register on goyellowbird.com. It's goyellowbird.com. Um, and for those who are independent consultants or practitioners or running your, your own group, what the reason we exist is for you. And so we're not trying to take any clients. We, um, in fact, our goal is to take care of all the administrative stuff, take care of your insurance, take care of your billing, um, so that you can actually do the work. And so we are a lead gen engine. So uh, my last word is please register on goyellowbird.com. And um, if we can do anything to improve the experience throughout the experience on Yellowbird, um, we are always learning. We are always evolving. And we do want to hear from you. Well, I've got to say, I like it. I love it. I think we need more of it. Again, companies (laughs) like folks like Yellowbird, uh, they're making safety not suck, and that's pretty cool to me. Um, it seems like uh, it goes right along with a lot of what we tell you here. Uh, it's all about trying to make the world a better place to work, and that seems exactly uh, right up your all's alley, exactly what you all are trying to do. Right on, man. Thank you so much for having cool. me, Sam. Really Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Well, I thought that was kind of neat, huh? I like it. I love it. I got to have more of it. I thought it was fun. Uh, if you need to check out anything else with Yellowbird, you can find them pretty easy. You can pretty much just Google Yellowbird, I'm pretty sure, and you'll find exactly what you're looking for. But I'm not going to keep you any longer. 
Let me know what you think. Send me an email. Slide into the DMs. Leave us a comment. Leave us a review. Give us a like. All that kind of fun stuff. You know how we do around here. Until next time, it is Sam Goodwin, the Hop Nerd, signing off. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.